And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live here on this Monday. Casey Justclair here with Coach Brian Kiley. We've got a fun show coming your way. Well, at least I think it's fun, and I hope that you guys will think it's fun too. Um, In the next segment of the show, we are going to go, I think it's in the next segment, that we're going to Homer Christian School. Let me see. Yep. At 11.45, we're going to Coach Jamar Celestine with Homa Christian School. I knew we had Jamar Celestine and Cornell Scott on today. I didn't remember the order that I booked them. Jamar Celestine will be joining us at 11.45 to talk about his team. Got a big win over Riverdale on Thursday. Homa Christian School gets a win over a 4A opponent and keeps their season going in the right direction. At noon, look, man, uh, whether we want to admit it or not, it's basketball season in southeast Louisiana. Basketball teams are practicing and preparing and getting themselves ready for the upcoming year. Um, it's almost November, which means, heck, we're going to be playing actual you know jamborees and games and stuff here real soon. So we'll have Cornell Scott on at noon to talk about the Ellender Patriots. At 1245, we'll be talking about the New Orleans Saints. I've got so many stats that I've compiled. Usually... When I'm talking about like games, I just kind of jot down a few notes here and there and then go back on my muscle memory and kind of react on the fly. But I've got a bunch of Saints stats, did a ton of research. Ugh, ugly. The Saints lose to the Texans. So I'm going to talk about that. 1230, LSU gets a win over Auburn. Um, boy, starting to look the part of a team that's starting to get its act together. Uh, we'll talk about them. 1245, we got our W's and our L's. So we've got a fun show coming your way. Uh, but first... We lead off, as we always do on Monday, recapping the previous week's South Lafouche High School football game. The Tarpons get a 35-14 win over Morgan City. Um, Morgan City made them work. Uh, it didn't look like it was going to be a struggle initially, right? Um, South Lafouche jumps out 14-0, but Morgan City battles back and makes the Tarpons work, and it was a really, really good football game with the Tarpons coming out on top and earning a bunch of power points. But to start off the game, South Lafouche uh, rolled the dice. They won the coin toss and elected to receive. They cashed in on that in a nine-play, 67-yard touchdown drive with Carson Ogeron hitting old Chubby T, who had a 16-yard grab. Uh, computer. Yeah, let's see. We're thinking about it. Uh... We think Terrence. Well, we know Terrence scored. We think we have the audio of Terrence scoring. Let's see if we could get the audio to play. By the way, my guy T had a big, big old game on Friday. He was um, had a one-handed catch. Was exceptional. Let's see. Here we go. Strong side of the field to the right. Tarpon's in the gun. It is a straight drop for Ogeron. Throws it to the corner Adam, of the end open. zone, and it's a Tarpon touchdown. About a 16-yard pitch and catch to Terrence Petrie, and South Lafouche is on the board at 6 nothing. Boy, that play-by-play guy is so damn good at what he does. <laughs> Clip two. <laughs> <laughs> Clip two, Miles Stelter recovered a fumble and set up the Tarpons on his short field. Stelter played his tail off for a short-handed Tarpon defensive line. And Cuso, under a little pressure yeah, this going. time, he's hit and he's dropped. And the ball is out. Who's got it? That's the end of the first quarter, but we'll figure Foul out ball. who's got the ball. It is South Lafouche football. 
So the Tarpons get a tackle for a loss brought to you by the Terry L. Hunter the third Foundation, and I think Miles Stelter found the football down there. So after the uh, turnover, South Lafouche needed just one play. The first play of the second quarter, the Tarpons find gold. Carson Ogier on a 33-yard touchdown run. Carson, straight drop. Steps up, looking to run. He's got a lot of green grass. 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. That is a 33-yard touchdown run from Carson Ogeron. Give Colt DeCure lots of credit blocking downfield of spraying Ogeron for that touchdown. But then Morgan City kind of muddied the game a little bit. Uh, the game goes to halftime 14-0, and it's the Tigers who strike first in the third quarter with a three-yard touchdown run from Mancuso. Under center, Mancuso will keep it on a sneak. They're pushing him. He's in. And Brian thinks he's in. The officials are converging, and he's in. Morgan City has scored. It is 14-6 with 1.56 to go in the third quarter. But the most impressive thing, in my opinion, that South Lafouche did on Friday is every time Morgan City hit him with a right hand, the Tarpons came back. South Lafouche went on a scoring drive. One of the key plays on the scoring drive was Carson Ogeron hitting again. My man Chubby T. Terrence Peacher with another big grab. Carson will throw it as far as he can down the field. Got it! Berg makes the catch! That is a blue boot bomb to Camden Berg at the six-yard line. Yep. And that'll bring us to the end of the third quarter. My bad. Um, well, my, my crack staff producer here said that was Ogeron to Terrence Petrie. It was actually Ogeron to Camden Burke. Sorry, T. Had a typo on that sheet? I don't know if it's a typo. If you just get the name wrong. but Yeah. <laughs> stuff, stuff happens, man. You might have been, you know having a good time when you were making the sheet. You know what I'm saying? Like it was late at night. Right. Ogeron then finished the drive, getting it to Camden Berg on a six-yard touchdown reception. Ogeron out. They do. He rolls out to the right, and he'll throw it to the corner of the end zone. Wide open, open Camden Berg. That's a blue boot bomb and a tarpon touchdown. That one was stealing right there. That was wide open. Everybody sold out to the run. Camden snuck into the corner of the end zone. And the Tarpons take the score back and add a touchdown to the tally. It's 20-7 to pending the extra point try. I want to say I love watching Camden Berg play. He's always open. He's so steady, so consistent. Um, the Tarpon defense then helped to lock down the win. Landon Jarvis filling in in a Tarpon secondary that was shorthanded, got his first interception of the game. We say first, but he had two in the game total. Thank you so in the gun. Throw it to the sideline, and the Tarpons will intercept that one easily. Coming down the field is Jarvis. Will he score? He's got a wall. He's going to be tripped up at about the two-yard line. So Jarvis punches it to the two-yard line. The Tarpons don't need to do but two plays. Carson Ogeron runs it in to give South Bush a 28-7 lead. Second and goal. Now they're pushing, and Ogeron's in. I think that's what they should have done from the onset. Carson Ogeron will run it in. It's 27-7, South Lafouche. Morgan City fought back um, on a after a long kickoff return. Um, they get a two-yard touchdown run from Bourgeois to make it 28-14. Handed to Bourgeois on a sweep, and he is in, I think. He's in. Yep, he's in. It is a Morgan City touchdown. 
They faked it to Kojo, handed it to Bourgeois. Good little misdirection. Morgan City shaves six points off of the deficit. It's 28-13. to 13. My guy Kojo, man, kept calling his name out. Um, next, maybe the play of the game. Uh, maybe one of the plays of the week in Louisiana this past week. I know for sure this one's Terrence Petrie. One-handed catch, a beauty to put South Lafouche in good scoring position. Ogeron, play action, or pump fake rather, will throw it deep. Petrie had a one-handed catch and a boo-boo bomb to the 15-yard line. T, are you kidding me? Chubby T in the house. Big catch for Terrence Petrie. The Tarpons capped the drive with another Camden Berg touchdown reception from Carson Ogeron to make it 35-14. Ogeron keeps it to Berg in the flats. Berg makes a man miss. Driving into the end zone. A blue boot bomb and a South Lafouche Tarpon touchdown. So let's see. That's Carson had a touchdown pass to Petrie, a touchdown run, um, touchdown pass to Berg. Uh, touchdown run. So he accounted for all five of the Tarpon touchdowns on the day. The last play of the game, uh, the icing on the cake, Landon Jarvis gets his second interception of the game to put South Lafouche in the winner's circle. Third and goal from about the 17. And Cuso throws it to cool. the corner, He's intercepted. And here come the Tarpons. Is that Jarvis again? Yes, it is. Love Landon Jarvis. That is one of my favorite kids, and, and I'm no, I know he's super happy and super jacked up for having a two-interception game. He played well. Look, man, um, South Lafouche didn't play their cleanest game. Uh, they were extremely short-handed, um, but you did what you had to do. You get a three-touchdown win. The g- outcome of the game really wasn't ever all that much in question. And the most important thing, you know, Morgan City had three wins. Um for playoff positioning, couldn't have been a better day for South Lafouche on Friday. You win, Thibodeau wins, St. Edmund wins, you know, some of the district opponents win. So you had a bunch of points and you catapulted from the 30s up to 24. And now you're sitting in a pretty good spot. Um, Hell, you're in a position where if you win Friday against St. Louis, you might almost have that top 28 spot locked up. Um, So you're in a really good spot. And uh, just got to keep the momentum rolling. It's going to be a big one coming up on Friday, but you did what you had to do. You were favored to win, and you took care of business. Yeah, and look, in the fourth quarter, they just turned it up a notch, and they took advantage of some things Morgan City was doing and scored quick in that fourth quarter and extended their lead. But, look, you got to give them so much credit. Dif- guys that are playing different positions came in, stepped up, and did their job, and they got the, the victory, and that's the most important thing at the end of the night. For sure. Uh, so South Lafouche catapults up to 24 in the power ratings for Division One non-select. Got a big matchup coming up with St. Louis. Um, people keep asking me, well, how good is St. Louis? They're 6-1. and one. Well, here's the thing. I don't know. Uh, because if you look at their schedule, they beat an 0-7 Crowley team. They beat a 4-3 and Iota team. And then they lost a 3-4 and team from Texas. Beat a 3-4 and team. Beat a 2-5 and team. Beat a 3-4 and team. Beat a 3-4 and team. So, yeah, like I think they're pretty good, right? Because they're not just beating a lot of these subpar competition. They're putting it on them. They're winning decisively. But I don't know how good they are. I, I truly don't. Uh, they're 6-1. and one. They have just one win against a team with a winning record. Um, no clue. We'll find out Friday night. They're coming, making a long road trip down the bayou. They're going to be well coached. They're going to play hard. Defensively, it looks like they're really good. 21 is the most points they've given up all season. Uh, it's going to be a big test, but... 
to say that I know, you know, exactly how this game's going to go, there's a lot of unknown. I, I really couldn't tell you. Yeah, part of St. Louis's deal, they, they like to play with a lot of emotion, play fired up, and Tarpon's going to have to match that intensity, I think, to start the game. And they, they can be ready to play. And, again, we talked about it. You look back to last last year's game, the Tarpons were in it. It, it got away from, at, the, at the end, but uh, they were in that game. They had chances. So uh, just go in with confidence, knowing you can play with them guys. And if you can take care of this one on Friday night, big, big PowerPoint game for the Tarpons. Oh, yes, indeed. No doubt about that. Look, let's go ahead and break down some of the Week 7 um, action around the area, and then we'll get to Jamar Celestine after a break. Um, locally, East St. John gets a 42-14 to win over Central Lafouche. They stay undefeated. The Trojans stay winless. No big surprises there. Destran gets a 38-7 to win over Terrebonne. Stays undefeated. They won 21 games in a row. Like I'm, I wrote about this when I was recapping the game. I can't get up out of this chair 21 times in a row without stumbling. They've won 30, oh, 21 games in a row in, in 5A. It's ridiculous. Um, Thibodeau beats Bourgeois 28-7. to Good win for Thibodeau, staying on track. Uh, let's see. We've got Ellender falling to Assumption 49-7. to Assumption gets a big win, keeps their momentum going forward. Um, let's see. We also have Lutcher getting a 14-7 to Thursday night win against Hanville, so a good win for Lutcher. South Lafouche 35, Morgan City 14. South Terrebonne falls to Vanderbilt, 41-14. Vanderbilt's quarterback, Babin, had five touchdown passes in that game. They're starting to open things up a little bit. Central Catholic beats Berwick, 21-6. Good win for the Eagles there. E.D. White is a monster. They beat Donaldsonville, 44-6. And Kyle came on Saturday and said, oh, well, we didn't play well. Yeah, okay. Hmm. All right, brother. <laughs> St. James beats Patterson, 48 to nothing. Uh, good win for St. James over a Patterson team that's struggling this year. Jamar Celestine joins us in the next segment. He'll be real happy because his team got a 28-21 win over Riverdale. Uh, we told you Central Catholic got a win. CCA also got a win, 34-7 over Highland Baptist. So that is our local scoreboard for Week 7. Um, in case, if you notice on your sheet, Clip 8 was left blank. <clears throat> yeah, why is that? Yeah, it's because uh got to save it for when I need it. Oh, God. I can play it for you right now. See, I don't remember saying anything really dumb. No, no, you said the truth. All right, let's see. You're 100% truth. Come on, recorder. Well, maybe we'll never know. <laughs> maybe we'll have to save it for a rainy day. <laughs> well, his computers. Here we go. Nope, I'm wrong. Tarpon's in the gun. Oh, me saying I'm wrong? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Nope, I'm wrong. Tarpon's in the gun. I got you, Chief. I see how we're going to do this today. <laughs> I see how we're going to do this today. Let's catch a break when we get back. We're going, to Jamar, we're going to Jamar Celestine of Homo Christian School. His team got a big, big win, uh, improving their playoff position. We'll talk to him about that in the next segment here on Play by Play. Calvin Braxton Ford is your brand new car dealer in Lockport, Louisiana. They cannot wait for you to stop in and take a look at their big town inventory and small town prices. Schedule your test drive today and let one of their trained sales staff help you every step of the way. Their skilled management team ensures that you'll have a phenomenal experience, whether it be sales, service, parts, or financing. Ford, the number one brand in America. Stop by today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. 
At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne building materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafouche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. One of the big wins from Week 7 is Homa Christian School, who went on the road and defeated a 4A opponent, getting a 28-21 win over Riverdale. A big old PowerPoint win, man. Got 18-plus points for that one and improved their positioning. We have their football coach, Coach Jamar Celestine, on the line now. Coach, good morning, buddy. How we doing? Good morning. How you doing? Good, dude. I'm um, sure you got to be awfully proud, man. Your team steps up in class, um, plays well, gets a big road win, and your power rating number looking pretty good this morning. As a result, you guys are sitting at number 18, have a really good chance down the stretch to earn yourself a home game. That was a big one Thursday night for Homer Christian, wasn't it? Absolutely. Um, um, you always want – you're going into to a 4A program um, and you're a small 2A school and you hear all the talk that, hey, you guys can't compete at, at, that, at that level. Um, but but we, uh, we've def- we definitely told our kids, hey, guys, it, does, it doesn't matter who you're playing. Um, we got to go out there and play warrior football, and they definitely responded well. Look, man, coming off of an emotional game against South Plaquemine the week before, a game that might end up deciding your district championship, um, sure it was great to get back on the horse and you know even have a short week, get back on the horse a little sooner than normal. Uh, the kids must have been amped up to get back at it. Absolutely. Um, um, I, I wanted to see how they were going to respond. <clears throat> so I challenged my uh, coaching staff to, to make sure that we stayed on top of it as far as just preparing them. And uh, the kids definitely responded well. Um, they took the criticism, um, they, they took the coaching, um, and, and, and they made all the right steps to, to come out in the win column. How's the health of your team, man? We've played now seven games. Everybody's kind of banged up and bruised up a little bit. Are you guys mostly healthy out there right now? Well, that, that's actually a key component to what happened this week. Um, we had some guys go down, and we already a small roster. We have um, 35 on the roster playing about – 17, um, but we had about three kids um, go down um, with injuries. So some kids had to get moved around. We had to move Sam Martinez around. Um, we had to move just a, just several kids had to step up in, uh, in positions they never played before. 
And uh, they not only stepped up, but they was an asset to the game. Sam Martinez recovered a touchdown in the end zone. Um, Brady Dufresne had to move the cornerback. He had the, the game of his life. He actually made a one-handed catch in the end zone. That was my best in-game uh, actual catch that I've ever seen. And then we had Michael Kelly respond at the middle linebacker, and he, he was all over the field. Um, he led the team in tackles. And then he also had the, the most magnificent run, I think, of his high school career, also breaking tackles, um, getting into the end zone. So the question that I'm going to ask is kind of the million-dollar question for Homer Christian right now. You guys have alternated wins and losses all year. How do you guys break that streak and get a little consistency and a little momentum and, and maybe build a winning streak going into the postseason? That's, that's a great question. And, uh, <laughs> that's the thing that I'm asking of my, my, my kids this year. I mean, this, this week. Um, I want to see us stay consistent and, and, and stay on the, on the win side instead of the L side. Um, and not only just the wins and the losses, but I want to see them – played football for 48 minutes every game we've played we've been in um we've had spurts but the the issue sometimes we start off flat or sometimes we at the end of the game um um the, the tired once we're tired and we go to to playing un, unsound football so i want to see um a, a consistent football game for 48 minutes like we saw last week and uh, i guarantee you we'll see some success if they can play that way Three straight on the road before this. Now you got three straight at home, but there's no place like home. I'm sure you guys are super eager to get back and play in front of your fans, man. Absolutely. I, I, I'm going to be honest. I couldn't wait until Thursday night ended so I can welcome home just that home support. Um, the, the Warrior family, they, they, they run deep. I, I'm, you know, I'm new to the Warrior family, but they come out, and, and, and they, don't, they not only come out, but they're loud. So I'm, I'm so excited that we get to come home. This week we have Gavin Dugas yes. coming, and it's gonna be, he's going to be acknowledged, actually, this Friday. So the fans are going to be there. It's going to be very loud, very packed, and, and I'm just hoping our kids um, will represent Homer Christian the right way. Talk to me about that, man, because, look, I, I mentioned this the last time I talked to Richard Jones. It's like, you guys got some momentum out there. Like, I think you're doing a really good job with the football program. I think Richard's doing a good job with boys' basketball. Kathy Luke is a legend. She's doing, an, obviously, a great job with women's basketball. Butch is doing a great job. You know, Coach Crowder with, with, with softball is a legend. and Like, it just feels like you guys have a, a circle of just really talented and gifted coaches at home at Christian School and just kind of feeding off of one another's momentum out there. Honestly, I, I'm, I'm going to have to say this, and, and, and you know I'm an honest guy, so it, it, they allow you to, to, to do your job. They allow you to not only coach your team, but you control the, 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 the avenue of what you want to bring your team. And, and that, like, that support is bar none. Like, they, since I've been there, it's been open arms and welcome. And Butch has done an excellent job of just putting us in position to um, um, have our players be successful. And, and I'm so thankful, like, just – off of working with Jones in the past when he was at Terrebonne, you know, the, the, all of them have invited me in and not only invited me in, but they gave me little pieces here and there of how to move um, as far as how it relates in the private sector. And um, it, it's truly a blessing because you not only get to praise God while you're at work, but I also get to um, take my players and, and have them understand that everything we're doing is not just about us. It's about glorifying him. And uh, the atmosphere is bar none. I I'm just excited to be a part of uh, something so special. That's beautiful. Very well said. Thanks so much for the time, man. Keep up the good work. Good luck on Friday, bro. Thank you so much. Appreciate yep. you for following. Yep. That is Coach Jamar Celestine. He's doing a good job, man. They've got a good football team. They look. 
They didn't just beat a Riverdale team that was like oh and whatever coming in. Riverdale came in three and three. So you go on the road, you beat a five hundred four A school. Um, the rest of their season, they're at home. They're going to be favored in the rest of their games. Jefferson Rise Charter this Friday. Thomas Jefferson next Friday. Fisher the Friday after that. Home of Christian School, as we said a minute ago, they're sitting in a pretty good spot in the power rating numbers. I'll tell you exactly where they are in just a second. As we pull up the Division Three select numbers, they're sitting at number 18. You win your final three. Oh, yeah, they're already almost in the top 16 because they're just two, uh, two uh, tenths of a point away from the 16th spot. You win the rest of them, you're going to have a home playoff game. Simple as that. Well, well-deserved, too. Coach Celestine does a great job, along with what you mentioned, their entire coaching staff from top to bottom is big time. Oh, yes. They've got yes, they've got some they, big ones. Yeah, they're doing a great job over there. and uh, It's good to see them have success. They had success last year. Coach Celestine comes in and just builds off of that. And, heck, home playoff game is right there for them to grab. Brian, how many undefeated teams in Louisiana? I got the list right here. Oh, I think well, around maybe 12. 16. 16. So you got Bunky, who's still undefeated, Calvary Baptist, Karen Crow, Darbone Woods, Destrahan, E.D. White, East St. John, Edna Carr, Isidore Newman, Gina, Rustin, Santamont, St. Charles, St. Thomas More, Vermilion Catholic, and Zachary. Those are the 16 undefeated schools heading into week eight. All of those teams obviously are going to make the playoffs. But man, it's crazy. Of the 16, like, I count one, two, three. Four, like a lot of the schools are within, you know, an hour or so from here. You know, Destran, East St. John, E.D. White, Edna Carr, Newman, uh, St. Charles Catholic. So a lot of talent within this one-mile radius of where we sit right now in LaRose. When, when is that game, Destrahan, East St. John? That is, well, let me tell you. I don't think the last week, huh? I don't believe. Let me tell you when East St. John will be taking on Destrahan. It's going to be a huge game. Destrahan and East St. John, not this Friday, but next. Ooh. And it's in Destrahan. Destrahan this week goes outside of district and plays sulfur. So that'll be a good one. East St. John might get their first blemish this week. They're playing terrible. Yeah, that's right. They play sulfur. We uh, Last year, we were at... We were at Sulphur. <laughs> on a Thursday night, watching <laughs> yeah. them prepare. Yep, watching them go through their walkthrough and yes. kind of mumbling to ourselves, yeah, you guys are going to get crushed. And and they did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Sulphur is 2-5 and five this season. Don't know that their luck is going to be any better this year against Destrehan. Um, how about East St. John's ending to their schedule? Yeah, they're 7-0 and oh right now. Everything's hunky-dory. Terrebonne Friday at Destrehan at Holy Cross. Oh, <laughs> That's tough. Good luck. We're going to find That's out exactly tough. how good you are in the next couple of weeks. Boy, I tell you what, they come out of this season undefeated. Watch out. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Let's catch a break when we get back. We're going to talk some basketball. It is basketball season in Louisiana. We've got Coach Cornell Scott who will be lined up in the next segment. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. While inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. Come to Golden Motors and check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado with the all-new technology and improved great fuel economy. Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper or if it's just you for your daily commute, the confident and towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevy Silverado at Golden Motors, 15101 Highway 3235 and Cutoff, The Back Road, 325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Price is priority. 
Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Attention event managers, Joe's Septic Contractors has been there for you in New Orleans and the surrounding areas. Whether it's a construction site, fair or festival, let Joe's Septic Contractors help you determine how many potties and how much temporary fencing you may need for your next event. Visit joeseptic at viscom.net. That's joeseptic at viscom.net. Locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fouchon, Abbeville, Reserve, and Odessa, Texas. Gen Gators at Industrial Power Systems, your local power generator professionals, serving the entire Gulf Coast as your Kohler titanium dealer. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators. For the most trusted brands in the industry, Kohler, Generac, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins, Onan, and more, Gen Gators at Industrial Power Systems is the place for you. 152 North Hollywood Road in Homa and Highway 3235 in Galliano. We have made the effort to get Coach Cornell Scott on the line, but we got voicemail. I mean, he's literally at school. Um, well, I don't know if Terrebonne, I don't think Terrebonne even has school today. So Cornell might be on the golf course. He might be mowing the grass. We, we're going to get him in just a second, we hope, to talk about high school basketball because, bro, like it's crazy. Um, we're here. <laughs> the teams are practicing. They're working. And obviously, we're still a little ways away, October the 16th. But when we flip that calendar to November, we're going to start having uh, Hall of Fame scrimmages. We're going to start having jamborees. And, you know, the preseason will really start getting into high gear. And one of the big things that a lot of folks are going to be paying attention to is the fact that it was an Ellinger team last year that wasn't their usual dominant self, but lost a lot of pieces off of that team. And Cornell was pretty open and honest. He said, over the summer, he said, hey, we were 14 and 15 last year and it's going to be a little bit of a down year for us talent-wise. Obviously, he's looking forward to working with the kids, coaching them up, getting them better. better. Ellen, there's not going to be awful by no stretch of the imagination. Um, but it is not a year where they're entering as the clear-cut local favorite, which is kind of new territory for them. Um, and I'll be honest with you, outside of Vanderbilt on the boys' side, I don't know a whole lot about really any, but like I think it's wide open. Terrebonne should still be pretty good, but there's a question mark. Will Colin Billy I play all years and LSU signee? How do they replace uh, Remy Bethencourt as 6'9 center? That's going to be a big challenge. Um, South Lafouche, no more B.J. Daniels. It's a young crew. Central Lafouche should be loaded to the gills, but until that group starts winning and making playoff appearances and everything, you know we got to see it. E.D. White's going to be sound. I think Tony and, and Thibodeau is going to be improved. They were extremely young. So, but we got a lot of unknown. I think Homa Christian School can make a big leap forward in year two with Richard Jones. CCA's got some guys. I don't know if they're all cleared and eligible. Like Up and down the area, Bourgeois is going to be much improved. It's going to be a fun year. There's a lot of unknown on our basketball side, and I think Cornell may be calling you right now, Bubba. So, yeah, we uh, we look forward so much to seeing, uh, seeing how that, that goes. And I think that we do have Coach Scott who is – squared away 
And uh, we're going to get him in just a second. Brian's doing the uh, the greeting, introducing him to the program for the L and their Patriots, a team that's still without their gym, unfortunately. Hopefully we could uh, get that situation rectified here in the coming years. But we go to the phone lines now for the second time today, and we welcome Ellender Memorial Boys Basketball Coach, Coach Cornell Scott. Coach, how we doing, man? Hey, how you doing, Shane? Good, bro. Uh, good to have you on, man. Brian and I were just talking. You know, hey, everybody's instinct right now is, hey, football, football, football. But basketball practices have started. How are things going over at Ellender right now? Going pretty good, man. We uh we getting in the gym, putting some work in, you know, trying to get our guys acclimated to what we do. Uh, you know, just my time of season, so I, I really love this time. And uh, I think we're going to be all right. How many basketball-only guys do you have? Are you waiting on some starters? Talk us through the, the rundown of your roster right now. Uh, I actually have more than uh, in the past. You know, we have about – Right now, I have about 15 guys that we work in between our, you know, varsity, JV, and uh, freshman, which is kind of refreshing because we get to work with some young kids. But I got about five that I think uh, really will put forth the effort to uh, try to get some varsity minutes coming from football. Coming off of a summer where, you know, you came on and said, you know, it was, there was some good, there was some bad. Uh, how have you guys developed since then to get the boys ready for what's coming up ahead? Uh, I think we did pretty good. You know, at the beginning of the season, you know, it was kind of like what I expected. You know, uh, we with a young crew, you know, it was kind of hard to work with them, and they had to kind of learn what we do and, and how we go about our business. But uh, I love what I saw toward the end of the uh, summer session. And uh, some guys really kind of separated themselves and showed that, you know, that they can handle what's going to be coming uh, this season. A lot of the big name brand guys that we're used to calling out are no longer with the program for various reasons, either graduation or if you've left the program via transfer. Who are some of those new names that we're going to be shouting out, brother? Who are some of those players you're going to be relying on? Uh, I have a, a new set of Williams. I think that's going to kind of help us out. Uh, I'm really high on the freshman uh, coming in uh, and Jordan Williams. Uh, I think he's going to be a little special talent. Um and right now it's just collective outside of him and uh, maybe one other uh, junior uh, junior player that we had, uh, Jarvon Williams. You know, outside of them too, I think it's going to be a collective, and uh, which is pretty good. That means that we can run our system and uh, you know kind of put forth some guys and see who separates themselves to show that they can uh, handle it. I'm looking at your schedule, but, man, you guys are going to be challenged. You know, playing Bourgeois, playing Terrebonne, playing all the local teams, but also playing in some very difficult tournaments as well. The first couple months of the year, man, the Patriots are going to learn what they're made of. Yes, and uh, that's what I tried to prepare them for this summer. You know, like, you know, so I'm not going to tell down my, my schedule because I want y'all to kind of understand and feel. But, uh, man, I'm really, with this group, I'm teaching and preparing them, but, uh, I think in year two or three, they will really kind of show that uh, they are a dominant group. You know, I think we're going to take some bumps and bruises this uh, this season maybe, you know, but uh, I don't think too many. But I think we're looking down the line with this group. I think that they could uh, be very special. I see that you guys are going to play a home-and-home with South Lafouche. The district game will be a home game for you guys. Um well, yeah. What are your thoughts? Did you like the one round last year? Would you prefer if it went back to two? Like, I feel like a lot of the coaches were in favor of it, but then once they actually had it, now kind of regretted it. Do, do you like the one round? 
Uh, it doesn't bother me. I just like going to South Lafourche and play. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's a different atmosphere. <laughs> so I'm gonna always try to schedule a game. Whether it, if, if the district's my home, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go down there. Or if I'm down there, you know, I just want to make sure that we uh, go down there. I, I just love the atmosphere. Uh, you know, made some friends down there. So uh, I like going and playing down there. So uh, we try to. We try to be competitive, and no matter what kind of team that Salafush has, they're always going to make it very competitive for you. So uh, you'll always see me play them twice a year. Coach, as far as practice time goes, are you in a situation where you're still sharing the gym with, uh, with other schools? And if so, do you get to practice right after school, or you got to adjust practice times? Well, it's a little bit. Well, we're using a recreation gym on our side, so uh, – we're actually going there in practice, and then you know I may get a. Uh, I go on the weekends to Terrebonne to try to get in uh, the the gym where we're gonna play our home games at. But um, my kids have adjusted pretty well. You know they know where we're practicing at, what we're doing, and uh, you know they kind of bought into uh, to the situation that we have. And then when we get to the weekend, we go to Terrebonne, and uh, just so that they can still have that steady feel for that gym. I know you're not a construction worker, so you may not know the answer, but is this the last season you guys are expecting to play at Terrible? Uh, I'm not sure. Yep, I, I wish I was in that loop. Uh, but uh, from what I'm hearing, uh, maybe one more year. But uh, you know what? We're just taking it day by day yep. and just trying to uh, make sure that we do what we need to do in order to get our guys ready. Uh, our guys want to be back at our place, and you know, as soon as we can, you know, that's when we just uh, going to get in there. But they have bought into, you know, wherever we at, it's going to be our home, and uh, and I kind of like that mind frame for them. No, that's cool, man. Look, before we let you go, I follow you on social media. I see you've been putting pictures of a young man that plays baseball. Who is that, man? To shout us out, I see yeah. you're always sharing that. What's going on there? Yeah, man, that's my son Jeremiah. Awesome. Uh, I didn't realize you had yeah, another yeah. one. Yes, I do, and uh, he don't play basketball, so that's the only <laughs> one of my kids that don't play basketball, so he's going to be probably going to Terrebonne next year, but uh, man, he's really progressing, he's doing well, and you know, hitting it out the park, so I'm pre- pretty proud of him. Wow, that was really cool to hear, man. Look, thanks so much for the time, and uh, keep up and keep it up, man. All right, thank y'all. Yep, that is Coach Cornell Scott. Um, didn't realize he had a younger boy. Um, going to be playing some baseball here. Um he said it again, you know, hey, man, we're going to take some bumps and bruises. We're going to take some lumps along the way. Something tells me when the calendar flips to February, they're going to be ready, though. I think they're going to get a lot better as the year goes on. And uh, look forward to watching the Patriots and all of our other local teams as well. Yeah, in case it was crazy, and this is not anyone's fault. I mean, when you're dealing with the government, it, we're over two years from the storm. and They don't even know. They don't have a gym, and they still, you're right, not sure if, they're going to have a gym next year. It's just, it's crazy. And again, no one's fault. It is what it is. It, I, look, I, I dealt with stuff last year. I know how slow it can be getting things, and uh, it's crazy. But I'm, I'm sure when they do get a new one, it's going to be uh, well worth the wait. It's going to be something nice. I'm and look, sure. dude, I, you know, we're South Lafouche guys, right? I'm a graduate. You were AD for a long time, boys basketball coach for a long time. We root for the, the, the boys in blue, certainly. Um, but I miss going to the house of pain, man. Like it's not the same. Uh, I don't like going play Ellender and it's their home game, but it's had Terrebonne. Like, I don't, I don't like that. I miss going to the house of pain. And the one thing I'll say about Cornell, and I know he's probably listening. And if he's not listening now, he's going to listen back in the, in the podcast library. Um, 
Cornell, you know that I feel this uh, way about you, but I tell you all the time, the most hospitable. Anytime we're going to Terrebonne, he makes sure there's a table there. He makes sure that we got chairs, and he looks forward to us being there, and he takes really, really good care of, care of us while we're there, and I certainly thank him so much and appreciate that very much. So Yeah, you uh... – you might miss the House of Pain, but let me tell you, when you you bring a team into the House of Pain, it's it's thirty two minutes of pain. It, it's a uh, it's a tough place to play, much like it is when he takes his team down to uh, the tank. Well, look, it, it was thirty two minutes of turtle one year, from what I understand. Yeah, I mean, thank God he had a coach that gave him the ball, <laughs> telling people just give it the turtle. So Bourgeois opens up there. I mean, Ellender opens up their season with Bourgeois. That's November the 13th, so less than a month away. Uh, we're going to be getting, like we said, Hall of Fame games and jamborees and different things, and uh, it'll be very exciting to see what some of our local teams are going to bring to the table. I think this is going to be a very fun and very wide-open basketball year, with the exception of Vanderbilt, who I think is going to be clearly the top team locally in both boys and girls. And we do have a, a media day. That's yes. going to be coming up, I believe yes. it's November 2nd. Got a second email about that today. Yes, on Thursday, November 2nd, you and I uh, will be out at Terrebonne General Media Day uh, where the boys and girls basketball coaches are going to be in attendance. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun mingling and rubbing elbows with all the basketball coaches. And, uh, yeah, that'll be, that'll be a great time. Can't wait. November yep. 2nd, we'll be doing a special edition of Play by Play. Let's catch a break. Dealer's choice. You want positive or negative first? Well, we're going to go negative because I got it down on the sheet. All right, sheet. <laughs> sounds like a winner. We're going to talk about the New Orleans Saints in the next segment. They go to Houston, had every chance in the world to get a win, and just couldn't get out of their own way. We'll talk about that in the next segment. It's play-by-play. Play. We'll be right back after this. 3T Oil Change is an efficient quick-loop service that offers oil changes for gas and diesel engines, brake tags, tire sales and services, engine and cabin air filters, bulb replacement and wiper blades with the convenience of a drive through No appointment necessary. 3T Oil Change on Main Street and Cutoff. Call 798-7401. Proud supporter of South LaFouche Sports. 3T Oil Change says, Go Tarpons! your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Absolute Fitness wants to welcome our community to come back and check us out. You'll discover an amazing environment and a friendly and welcoming staff at Absolute Fitness. We have a 12,000 square foot facility with all new top-of-the-line equipment, new saunas, an amazing smoothie bar, personal trainers, and much, much more. Absolute Fitness offers many types of very competitive memberships along with a dual membership with our proud partner, CrossFit Brackets. Absolute Fitness at 17092 West Main Street, Home Health Services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health for the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about Home Health Services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. 
Attention event managers, Joe's Septic Contractors has been there for you in New Orleans and the surrounding areas. Whether it's a construction site, fair or festival, let Joe's Septic Contractors help you determine how many potties and how much temporary fencing you may need for your next event. Visit joeseptic.viscom.net. That's joeseptic.viscom.net. Locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fouchon, Abbeville, Reserve, and Odessa, Texas. Welcome back. Uh, hearing the gorillas say that they've got sunshine in a bag. Did you watch the eclipse on Saturday at all? Look, when we were on Sports Corner and you you told me, and like a an idiot, I looked straight up at the sun, kind of blind me out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was tough. Yeah, they had some people that were uh, were selling them special glasses or whatever. I actually put on a welding helmet. It was it was pretty cool to see. Uh, you know, the moon kind of blocking the sun, and it was noticeable when we when we left here at noon for the sports corner. Like, it the sun was out, but it was dim. It was not it was not nearly as bright as it would have been. So, space was doing what space does. Um, and the Saints were doing what they do, they unfortunately, yesterday. Um, New Orleans falls to Houston 20-13. to 13. I've got so many different stats here that I would like to share um, because I, I'm, I'm done. I, I'm done with these guys, man. This has been frustrating to watch. Uh, even as a guy that don't necessarily root for them, it's painful to watch them play every Sunday. Um, the Saints, and, and I truly believe that at this offseason, there needs to be some drastic changes be it Allen be it Carmichael be it Loomis something has to give the Saints are leading the NFL in 55 penalties a league high 406 penalty yards before you start yelling and screaming oh the NFL hates the Saints they lead in offensive holding calls 18 total they lead in defensive pass interference uh, calls nine total opponents have gotten 16 first downs via penalty against New Orleans that's the second most in the NFL the Saints, though they are 3-3, three and three, their victories have come against teams with a combined 3-15 and 15 record. That .167 strength of win percentage is the worst of anybody in the NFL. So they have not beaten a team even really with much of a pulse yet to start the season. The Saints rank 27th in the red zone, have scored 7 touchdowns in 19 trips. That's a 36% you're scoring touchdowns in the red zone 36% of the time. Derek Carr has completed 11 of 25 passes in the red zone. That's 44% completions. Inside the 10-yard line, he's 3 of 11. That is the second worst completion percentage in the entire NFL behind only Daniel Jones. And I struggle to figure out why and how a New Orleans Saints team that supposedly got better at quarterback bringing in Derek Carr. I say supposedly because I got some numbers here for you that might indicate that you're not. Uh, supposedly got better with Derek Carr. Supposedly got Michael Thomas back. Not supposedly, he's back. Got better weapons. Michael Thomas, Rashid Shahid, you know, Alave, you got better weapons. But yet it's an offense that has regressed this year. Andy Dalton was completing 7.5 yards per attempt last year for New Orleans. Derek Carr, 6.5 yards per attempt. That's a one-yard difference. For this season, in six games, Carr only has five touchdown passes. 
His QBR is just 51.2. That's near the bottom of the league amongst starters. There are a lot of things in play here, and I'm not only blaming Derek Carr. Your offensive line is terrible. I think your play calling is terrible. I think that your offense, frankly, is starting to lose hope in itself. You see Jameis Winston and Alvin Kamara doing whatever they were doing on the sideline yesterday. Those guys, and you said it last week, those guys don't trust Pete Carmichael anymore. When after the 34 nothing win against New England, oh, he called a great game. Oh, he was so great. When you're having to say that, you're saying that because you don't believe that he does that all of the time. And it's a Saints team right now that is at 3-3. Three and three. They're heading towards a Thursday night game against the Jags that I think they're going to lose. And I think things are going to start spiraling downhill for these guys because I just don't see it right now. That offense is a hot, stinky mess. And even at times yesterday, facing C.J. Stroud, who has pretty good pocket presence, even at times your defense was struggling because I think your secondary isn't as strong as they think it might be. Bad loss yesterday. You go on the road. You outgain your opponent 430 to 297. You get 24 first downs to their 19. But because you have seven penalties for 83 yards, because you have turnovers, because you're 0-3 in the red zone and scoring touchdowns, and you're missing the field goals half of the time, you can't find a way to win. That was an ugly one yesterday. I'm done. They haven't beaten a good team. They are near the bottom. They're in the middle, but in the bottom of the middle, New Orleans is not very good. Well, a lot of people are frustrated with the Saints, rightly so. And, again, a lot of people making judgments, which is part of life. I mean, it happens. But when you start unpeeling the layers a little bit, you you get to the, the root of the problem. And what, what I'm trying to get at, Casey, a lot of people are blaming Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. Or not, let's go back. They're blaming Pete Carmichael right now, the play caller. Mm-hmm. Right? You hear some talk, well, Derek Carr checks down. Okay? <laughs> and he's not throwing a ball on. He's checking down. He said he felt fine with his shoulder injury. I don't believe that. But he, he's checking down to his, his secondary, third, fourth receivers, whatever, safety valves. Look back last year. So they, they want to blame Carmichael, then, but some people blame it Carr because Carmichael's calling the play, but Carr checks out of it and, and throws the, the short little pass. Well, last year, Winston did the same. Yep. Dalton, Dalton did the same. Did the same. So it's beyond the quarterback. I, it, it goes Pete Carmichael. His offensive play calling in the red zone is terrible. You have a second and maybe three, I think it was, toward the end of the game. Get the first down. Call your last time out. Then you get four shots at the end zone. They all its go routes. Bomb, 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 bomb. And they and by oh. the way, they, they also called a timeout in that stretch with the clock stopped. Yeah, clock was stopped. <laughs> then you have a fourth and three or whatever. Throw the ball two yards behind the line of scrimmage. You want Camaro? Okay, go ahead and make somebody miss. I, I don't think he believes enough in the system or in his coach to go and make that play, to make somebody miss. How many times they running out of bounds? They're not fighting for extra yards. Yep. And it, it's, yeah, cars checking out, but I think that's in their system and – 
That needs to change. I agree. I'm done with them along with you. It is a train wreck, this team. And you, you, it starts at the top with, with your coaches, but then also your, your general manager and, and, and all. A, a change has to – and look, they're still three and three, all right? But the schedule – yeah. That they had was in favor of the Saints. Should be five and one with the schedule that you've had. And and, and you laying an egg. What is it going to be like when you're playing these better teams Thursday night? Like, can you imagine watching this offense play? And look, they don't play San Francisco during the year. But could you imagine watching that offense play the 49ers defense? Oh. I mean, that would it would be nasty. It'd be it'd be gross. And, and here's the thing that is kind of perturbing. And I actually mentioned this on social media yesterday, so you probably saw it. Um, it's not surprising the fact that it's not working. It's surprising that the fact that people thought it might work. Dennis Allen is 18 and 41 as a head coach. Derek Carr is now 66 and 82 as a starter. Why would we expect those two to come together and go 13 and four? Neither one of them has ever shown that they would do that before. Even with a great defense, even with better weapons, Michael Thomas is finally actually playing. Just can't get it done. And, and, if it falls on Carmichael and, the, and the, the axe drops and he's the one that they get rid of, that's all well and good. But why after last year, when the offense was as bad as it was, why after last year Dennis Allen said, ah, oh, we'll give him another try. We trust it. Should have fired him last year. It, it, it falls on Dennis Allen for allowing this nonsense, of this play calling to exist for two years. Yes. That's Dennis Allen 100%. And it, it's just... It's bad, and you're gonna. I said this last week. You're gonna see on the sideline, people starting to argue and complain. No confidence at all in their coaches when they got to go up to the. Hey, let's run this, but and come and brag about it to the media after. And it's not just one play; it's two, three, four, five. The, the, the confidence is gone. A change has to be made, and if it's does, if it's not made, it's Dennis Allen that should be on the block. One thing that is not necessarily Core nor Core Michael's fault, but then again, maybe it is. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they're not shuffling it before the snap right or whatever. The Saints offensive line is terrible. Um, Hurst started the game. They they benched Trevor Penning. Hurst started the game yesterday. He gets injured. Penning has to come back in, and, and he's just a matador. I mean, just, ole! The guy runs right by him, sacks the quarterback. Or the guy starts to run right by him, and Penning just tackles him and gets a holding penalty. Like, the Saints' offensive line is atrocious. Um, so while I do 100% stand by what you just said, I think that there's a lot of schematic and coaching things going on there. You're also not very good up front, which is surprising because they've got a lot of money and draft pick capital invested in their offensive line, but their offensive line is god-awful. And again, Mr. Allen retained his offensive line coach last offseason, brought Doug Marone back, and... That ain't working. That's a bad offensive line that New Orleans has, man. Real bad. Yeah, I mean, the, the, uh, the bad play and the attitude is contagious. Just like winning's contagious, the opposite end is also true. The bad attitude stuff is contagious. And this offensive line, I mean, where do you have any character at all? And you're knowing that you're the worst, one of the worst spots on this team. Get it fixed. But they seem to – it's like no care in the world. I, it just – I just they're losing confidence in their coaching staff, and it's getting to be more obvious as each game progresses. Are you a little bit worried about Groupie? He missed two yesterday. Yes, 
Yes. Um, he's now on the season, 13 of 16, which is, which isn't bad, but I don't know, man. You miss a 20-something yarder. Um, that's not ideal. <laughs> that's not ideal, and kicker is such a mental game. Hopefully he's able to bounce back, but um, yeah, that wasn't good to see yesterday. Not at all. I mean, you're watching that offensive line performed, and you come, it's contagious, man. It's just, it's it's bad all the way around. And on the flip side to that, Will Lutz, who you traded to Denver, is 8 of 9, 88.9%, and his only miss was a 50-plus yard miss. So, mm, think they got a shot against Jacksonville I think, Thursday? I think he did miss uh, an extra yeah, point. he did miss first, one extra point. Uh, it might have been his first kick, but uh, with the Broncos. Uh, Short week in the Dome, Jacksonville. Jacksonville coming in hot, 4-2. and two. Trevor Lawrence is questionable for the game. He got injured yesterday against the Colts. Uh, Vegas thinks New Orleans is a one-point favorite. Do you oh think that the goodness. Saints are going to take care of this? I, I, I no don't. way. I mean, if Lawrence doesn't play, yeah. but um, they, I, I think the Saints have a 50-50 shot to win the coin toss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then that's it. <laughs> um yeah, it's brutal, man. This is a team that that's they're not fun to watch. It's it's not good football. And um, again, the teams that they've beaten: Tennessee's two and four, Carolina's winless, New England's one and five. Like you're you're not beating anybody worth but anything. You know, Casey, you watching them? They get a big third down stop. You know, a flag's coming in. It's like clockwork. That that happens every single game. Yeah, it's um. Got to get it right because I know this. If you're not good at turnover margin, if you're not good in the red zone, and if you're not good on special teams, I mean, you're in a bind. You got to yeah, be good. They, at they should have packed the bus up when they get the interception and they go and fumble it right back, running the ball, trying to run the ball back. That they pack up, go home. Now, with that having been said, you and I have sung the praises of C.J. Stroud here uh, throughout the course of the season. I watched Stroud play New Orleans' defense yesterday. I watched Bryce Young face New Orleans' defense earlier in the year. Stroud is head and shoulders better. I mean, he's bigger, more poised in the pocket. He didn't have a great day yesterday, 13 of 27. That's not a good completion percentage. But he was testing New Orleans down the field, had some big completions. I think Houston got their quarterback, but he looked like a pretty good one to me. Yeah, and any type of offense from the Saints, I mean, they end this game even – just produce and, and yeah, Stroud, Stroud's their guy. There, there, there's no doubt, and he's going to get better and better. And uh, when you look at the coaches on the sideline, the Saints were—I'm not going to say out-coached, but it, the 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 Texans coaches were were coaching. Yeah. Oh it, yeah. Dennis Allen just looked stare, you know, just staring like. Yep. D'Amico Ryan's is doing a good job at Houston, man. He really is. Um, let's catch a break when we get back. We'll go to some LSU talk. That was more positive. Um, the Tigers played really well on Saturday. They were an 11-point favorite. They won by 30, 48-18, heading into a matchup against Ormy. It's play-by-play. -play. We'll talk about them fighting Tigers of LSU in the next segment on KLEB. It's Ram Power Days at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups of their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa, here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Here's a word from Pastor Rick Warren. You can go 40 days without food. You can go about eight days without water. You can go 
uh, I don't know, I think about three minutes without air at the maximum. But you can't go one second without hope. You cannot live without hope. Get hope every day from Rick Warren at dailyhoperadio.com. That's dailyhoperadio.com. Great news, Homa businesses, we're here. We are Rev, a telecommunications provider with powerful solutions and unmatched local support. We've been bringing Louisiana people, businesses, and culture together for 85 years. Our fiber network delivers superior internet, phone, and security. It's big business technology with small business personal service. For a limited time, get up to $300 off business services. Visit us at letsrev.biz to get up to $300 off. Education, prevention, care. At Terrebonne General Community Sports Institute, we're committed to impacting future generations through promoting healthcare education and disease prevention. Our team specializes in athletic injury prevention and post care, using the latest techniques to help athletes perform at their best and stay in the game or get them back in action. Discover more about how Terrebonne General Community Sports Institute provides healthcare for our community at tghealthsystem.com. All your auto repairs for your first call should be to Troy's Paint and Body Shop, located at Highway 3235 in La Rose. They're established since 1997. Troy's Paint and Body Shop is family-owned and operated. They sell parts and repair all makes and models of vehicles. Troy's Paint and Body Shop honors all insurance estimates. Go by and see their trusted team of technicians for all your auto needs. Trust me, Troy's Paint and Body Shop, 985-693-4133. That's 985-693-4133. Brian Kelly did not mince words after LSU's dominant 48-18 win over Auburn in his postgame news conference. He said... I'll put this team up against anybody in the SEC right now. And he also said that he thinks LSU controls their own destiny, which they do, uh, to, to make it to Atlanta at least. Um, and it's hard to argue. Um, LSU's defense has now played six straight quarters of pretty good ball. They give up 14 points in the second half against Missouri. You start forcing some turnovers. You start getting some pressure. And on Saturday night in Death Valley, you really – Put it on Auburn from start to finish. You were winning 17 to nothing at the end of the first quarter and never looked back. Your secondary made some plays. Um, Brian Kelly said he wanted to see the the cornerbacks attack the ball. Still a little room to go there, right? A lot of the times they're not turning and looking for the ball, but they're they're there. They're not getting burnt. They're not, you know, nobody's open 30 yards down the field. Um, that's good to see. Your defensive front is getting night and day better. Pete Jenkins has made an impact. I don't think people understand how big of a loss it was for LSU to go through the first month of the season without a defensive line coach. Remember Jimmy Lindsay? He was the D-line coach, had a heart attack, still not with the team. They bring P. Jenkins in, and, and you know I think that that has helped them immensely. Offensively, you're scoring on everybody. You had 500-plus yards again. Kyron Lacey, shout-out to Kyron. Big, uh, big play uh, specialist, four catches, 111 yards. Jaden Daniels, three touchdowns, one interception, 20 of 27. Um, passing, also had 93 yards rushing. And look, I said it here last week. Um, you were an F against Ole Miss. You were a D against Missouri on defense. You were probably a B against Auburn, right? I mean, you held Auburn to 
293 yards, and I get it. Everybody's yelling and screaming, but Auburn's offense sucks. Yeah, well, everybody was moving the ball in LSU. Grambling moved the ball in LSU. So just to see them get stops against someone was encouraging. Um, and now you're in a situation where you've got Army, then a bye. And if you keep slowly getting a little bit more and more and more every week, you could see where, as you've said, throughout the course of the year, this team might win the rest of their games. The biggest challenge is going to be at Alabama. Everything else is at home. If your defense keeps making strides, your offense is arguably the best in the entire country. LSU starting to give people some hope and some optimism here. The last couple weeks been playing pretty doggone well. Look, that Missouri win looks a whole hell of a lot better now considering that Missouri went to Kentucky on Saturday and beat the snot out of them. So maybe that's not just a really good win. Um Tigers impressed me. I didn't think that they would win like that. I thought they were going to win. I thought Auburn would get a little more. I thought Auburn would run the ball more effectively. They couldn't really run it at all. That was an impressive showing from the Tigers on Saturday, getting a 30-point win over Auburn. Yeah, I, th- I thought the Tigers would go in and would blow out, and they did. And they're playing well. And Casey, if you look down the road, all right, they, they got a big game uh, against a different style team with, with Army uh, on Saturday. Then you get a week off. Mm-hmm. Well, LSU, okay, they started the season off slow, started to go up, took a bump, again, Ole Miss, and then they built them back up. Now, when they're going to start, it looks like peaking a little bit. They got that week off. Yeah, that kind of hurts, doesn't it? So I don't know if that's going to hurt them or it's going to help them heal up a little bit, but Alabama too. Uh, But uh, that that could – that might be the only negative thing I think maybe going into the Alabama game. Yeah, I, I I hadn't thought about it like that, but that's a good point. If you come out and you blow out Army and do what you're supposed to do there, you do have a lot of momentum, and then you'd have to just kind of sit on it for a little while. Um, but, man, look, going at Alabama on November the 4th, which is still a little ways away, um, who they're bad. Oh, man. like they, they Now, look, Ellis, you didn't blow out Arkansas either. But Alabama limped and struggled through that one. I thought it was going to be a runaway. You're winning twenty four or twenty one to six at the half, and just just can't sustain drives. Milrow only had ten completions on Saturday, um, minus a minus nineteen yards rushing, because he's getting sacked all game long. Uh, this is not as mission impossible as people might think it is. Um, I, I really believe that what Brian Kelly said a minute ago in the West, especially, they might be the team that's got the best shot right now. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. And uh, when you're looking at Alabama, look, they're struggling. They, Milrow just holds on to the football. He's not sure what to do. If he just tucks it and runs, when there, there's a, a split second instead of thinking it might be better. But when he throws the ball downfield, his receivers are not making catches. They, at times, they struggle to run the ball. When they get in their rhythm, they start running the ball, they move it. But then the next series, they can come and just struggle for the next two or three series to run the ball. Uh, they got a mess. And I, I, playing at Alabama, I don't think that's a big deal for the Tigers. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree. That's a rowdy environment, but it's not one of the most rowdy yeah. environments. I don't think that the noise or anything is going to cause them any problems. Um, Logan Diggs, another big day, 18 carries, 97 yards. I don't know if you knew this or not, and I might have told you. I tell a lot of people this. Logan Diggs has ties to some folks locally. Yes. He's related to some folks in LaRose, and, and you know he's a quasi-local boy. It's been great to see him break out. Um, 
was also really cool to see after the game, uh, Trevon Reed, who's an assistant football coach at Auburn, he went and he took a picture with Kyron Lacey and Mason Smith. And was like, you know, hey, Bayou boys making the area proud. That's really cool, man. Yeah. On both ends, we had some uh, some guys locally make some plays. Mason Smith is one of the ones that I want to focus on. He only had one tackle on Saturday, but he played a much better game than that. He was occupying blockers. He was getting a push. He was making things easier. Omar Spates, who's been out for most of the year with an injury, and when he's played, he looked kind of slow. He got back to his form that he showed last year against Oregon, uh, last year with Oregon State. He had eight tackles. And what's happening is because the LSU linebackers are getting better, Spates had eight tackles, Greg Penn had seven tackles. They're allowing Harold Perkins now to do what he does and just get at the line of scrimmage and cause chaos and wreak havoc. And we saw a lot of pressure generated from the Tigers on Saturday, and that's good to see. And I also don't think it's a uh, it's a coincidence, right? You bring in uh, Pete Jenkins, and two weeks later, your defensive line that sucked all year suddenly is playing much better. I don't think that's a coincidence, man. No, I think it's a great move. And bringing him in and Casey on the offensive side, you can't forget you have to give those coordinators credit. Yeah, they they are calling a beautiful game for the Tigers. Uh, they're taking advantage of the way the uh, defenses are playing them, and it, it, that's why the run game can be successful, or and then if they take the run, the pass it open. How many times the receivers wide open, nobody near them. I mean, the, the offensive coordinator, their system, it, when it clicks, it's it's tough to stop. When you got a quarterback that can put the the, the ball on target on the money the way he does, uh, that's something special. Yeah, um, Daniels is he moved up quite a bit. He's now got the third best odds in Las Vegas to win the Heisman Trophy. Um, he's got 22 touchdowns, three interceptions, 2,294 yards passing. On the ground, he remains a weapon, 86 carries for 515 yards. If you took out the sacks, he would probably have six or 700 yards rushing with four touchdowns there. So it's an LSU offense that's keep, that keeps on humming, and Brian Kelly actually talked about that um, after the game against Auburn. He said, you know, um, the, the the defense is going to decide how we're going to hit you. A lot of teams are creeping up those safeties into the box, and well, and that's where they're going to start throwing. If you keep the safeties back and try to prevent the long pass, well, that's when we'll line up and we'll give the ball to Logan Diggs all game long. And the only reason, not the only reason, but one of the biggest reasons why you're able to do that is because you've got a dominant offensive line, bro. Uh, Will Campbell is just blowing people up right now. Um, Emory Jones, I know he went down with an ankle sprain, but just blowing people up. His backup, who came in, a true freshman, Lance Hurd from Neville, came in and played exceptionally well. Miles Frazier playing exceptionally well. Garrett Dellinger exceptionally well. And that's the reason why I think the future is awfully bright for the Tigers. Because, yeah, you're going to lose some skill guys, right? You know, Malik Neighbors is going to probably go pro. Daniels is graduating. You're going to lose some of those skill guys. Your offensive line is coming back again. They were so young last year, they're coming back again next year. They're already a dominant force. 12 months from now, they're going to be even better. Like I feel like the LSU offense is in a really good spot here for the next several years because they're going to be so damn good up front. Yeah, I agree. And amazing. And it looks some of these guys may stay. Who knows? Because that, that's the, the trend's going to be now, I think. Juniors are going to stay. Stay and you make more money. Yeah, juniors are going to stay unless if they're a surefire first-round pick. I agree with you there. I think that that'll be something that we're going to be seeing uh, commonplace. So LSU gets a big win. They're heading to the matchup with Ormy. Um, Ormy's not very good. LSU is a 30-point favorite. Ormy comes into the game off of a 19 to nothing loss against Troy. 
So, you know, it, it makes you a little nervous when you're facing the triple option. But one thing that makes me feel a little better about it is that Brian Kelly faced Navy every year at Notre Dame, so he's going to know how to prepare for that in a short amount of time. I don't expect any drama on Saturday. No, not at all. Yeah. Let's catch a break when we get back. Got some W's and some L's to hand out. It's play-by-play. We've got a bunch of things to talk about, and I actually made sure to do it even. We got the same amount of W's and the same amount of L's, so you guys <laughs> won't be able to say that I'm a negative, Nancy. Let's talk about that in the next segment. We'll be right back after this. While inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. Come to Golden Motors and check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado with the all-new technology and improved great fuel economy. Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper or if it's just you for your daily commute, the comfort and towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado at Golden Motors, 15101 Highway 3235 and Cutoff, the back road, 325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Price is priority. Maritime Safety Solutions, LLC, specializes in portable fire extinguisher sales, inspection, and service. They provide tests of CO2 fire suppression, NOVAC systems, fire detection systems, water mist systems, and safety relief valves on marine vessels. Conveniently located minutes away from Port Fouchon. Our service technicians have a dependable reputation by outstanding service to the marine industry. Stop by Maritime Safety Solutions, LLC, 14626 West Main Street, Cutoff, or call 985-632-7233. It's great to think pink, but it's even better to act now. Thibodeau Regional Cancer Institute reminds us that while thinking pink raises awareness for breast cancer, taking action with regular mammograms can actually save your life. If you've been postponing your mammogram, now is the time to make that appointment. Reach out to your healthcare provider about scheduling your mammogram today. And don't forget to encourage the women in your life to do the same. Questions? Contact Thibodeau Regional Cancer Institute at 985-493-4008. No Wake Outfitters is the best fly shop and paddle sports dealer in Metairie, but we offer so much more. We can prepare you for hunting season with Lamco game feeders and functional, comfortable camo wear from Duck Camp. And we outfit kayaks to get you in those shallow duck ponds and keep you camouflaged. Let our knowledgeable staff help you have your best season. Also offering Duck Camp and Orvis Outdoor Apparel for men and women. Check out the exclusive brands like Rugged Road, Turtle Box, New Canoe, Old Town, and more. No Wake Outfitters. 1926 Airline Drive in Metairie. Advanced Eye Institute and Cutoff, your hometown eye care specialist, is happy to announce the addition of another hometown eye care provider and Dr. Tana LaFont to our office. Dr. LaFont is happy to be back home in South Lafouche to provide eye care services for the community. Call the office at 985-632-2884 to make your appointment today. Dr. Darby Chasson and Dr. Tana LaFont look forward to providing the best eye care services to their hometown for years to come. Visit us at 16140 West Main Street in Cutoff. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. False start on the offense. Number 62, five-yard penalty. Um, Sorry about that. We had a little bit of a snafu, but we'll wrap up today's show with everybody's favorite Monday segment, the W's and the L's. The first W goes to the LSU defense. The LSU defense um, was really good on Saturday. That's the first time really all year that we had a chance to say that. Uh, The Tigers held Auburn down to 293 total yards. They they forced some turnovers, um, got some sacks, got some pressure, 
held Auburn's run-heavy offense to just 139 yards rushing on 34 attempts. Kudos, Matt House. You were about ready to uh, be looking for a new house, but you might have <laughs> bought yourself uh, a little bit of time. Um, and you go ahead and, and you get a big win. So kudos to the LSU defense. The first L goes to Tyrod Taylor. Did you watch the end of the first half of the Giants and the Bills, Mr. Collins? No, I, I missed it. Whew. Giants have 16 seconds. And by the way, the Giants are winning 6 nothing at this time. They dominated the first half against Buffalo. 16 seconds left. No timeouts. Ball at the two-yard line of Buffalo. They're looking to score a touchdown. Go up 13 nothing at the half. Daybull calls a pass play. Tyrod Taylor looks at the line of scrimmage, says, to hell with your pass play. Hands it off to Saquon Barkley. They gain a yard, don't score, run out of time, get nothing oh. before the half. Brian Dable wanted to kill Tyrod Taylor walking off of the field. I have never seen a head coach turn that shade of red. He wanted to fist fight his quarterback. If the Giants get a field goal in that spot, they would have taken a 9-0 lead. They lost by five, right? So add three more points, 14-12, to 12, right? You say, oh, they would have still lost. You know how the game ended? At the one-yard yeah. line. If they could have kicked the field goal there, they would have won the game. RW goes to Landon Jarvis of South Lafouche. Um, Two-interception night. Landon Jarvis played exceptionally well, moving from offense to defense, and more important than that, probably playing for his older brother, who's out for the season. Repped and made big brother proud. Landon Jarvis gets two picks and a really, really good showing for South Lafouche. And L, prime time. Coach <laughs> Prime in Colorado. They were winning 29 to nothing. My dad turned off the game, said, oh, this is a blowout. This game's not entertaining. And I have to call him up. Yo, Coach Prime lost. What? Colorado blows a 29 to nothing lead. And before you guys start yelling and screaming, oh, you're so hard on Coach Prime. Colorado had 17 penalties on Friday. Colorado was allowing Stanford to run the same route tree over and over again, which allowed a Stanford receiver to get 13 catches for 294 yards and three touchdowns. Colorado won the coin toss in overtime and opted to play offense first, which is the dumbest thing you could do. I truly believe that Coach Prime is doing a good job at Colorado. The proof is in the pudding. They're 4-3 and three right now. They only won one game last year. But even a good coach could have a bad day. You should not be blowing 29 nothing leads at home to Stanford, bro. That was a, an, a disgusting performance from them in the second half against the Cardinal. Did you, you see his press conference? I don't know if... Oh, it's all the kids' fault. <laughs> it's yeah. all the kids' fault. Um, w goes to Don Shula. The late Don Shula. You guys oh. are saying, just go, why are you talking about Don Shula? Because the NFL has no undefeated teams anymore. The 49ers lose yesterday. The Eagles lose yesterday. The 72 Dolphins remain the only team to go through an NFL season undefeated. Are we going to ever see that record get broken? Man, I don't I don't think There's so. There's so much parity. I don't yeah, think, yeah. I, I tend to agree with you there. Uh, another L goes to USC football. Uh, Lincoln Riley. Boy, Lincoln Riley's the best thing since sliced bread. They lose 48-20 to against Notre Dame. Caleb Williams throws three interceptions, doesn't have 200 yards passing. And let me tell you something. I'm looking at USC's schedule the rest of the way. They might not win another one. Utah this coming week, then California, then Washington, then Oregon, then UCLA. 
They started off 6-0. They got a brutal month coming up. It's going to be a long month for USC football. A W. At some point, we're going to have to accept and understand that the Detroit Lions are one of the best teams in the NFL. They are 5-1 right now. They got a 20-6 win over Tampa Bay on the road yesterday. So they've showed us this year that they could win with their offense scoring a lot. They scored 42 against Carolina, 34 against Green Bay. They also have now shown us that they could win with their defense dominating the game, a 20-6 win yesterday. Dan Campbell's got that thing humming, baby. They're playing some good ball. They are sitting at one of the best teams in the SEC, in the NFC. They're 5-1, and one, and uh, they're a threat, bro. They're a threat. They're as good as anybody. Yeah, I mean, look, they didn't play their best, but when it was time to, to turn it up a notch, they did. That was a, a good finish for the Lions. Weekend L goes to the combination of Derek Carr and Pete Carmichael for all of the things that we talked about earlier in the show. You gain a ton of yards, you get in the red zone, you stall out. Fourth and four, you throw a pass behind the line of scrimmage. Late in the game, you're throwing bombs out of bounds over and over and over again. You're mismanaging the clock. You're mismanaging your timeouts. Um, it was a hot, stinky mess for New Orleans. And Car- the combination of Carr and Carmichael get an L. A.W., Goes to the Arizona Wildcats football team. You're saying, just clear, why in the hell are you talking about Arizona football? Well, because they went on the road this week as an unranked team and beat the number 19 team in the country 44-6. to They beat Washington State on the road by 38. A huge win for Arizona. A very surprising loss for Washington State. Arizona gets a W. My favorite L to give coming up. Jimbo Fisher, the Texas A&M Aggies go on the road, play Tennessee, fall flat. This is now the third loss of the season for Texas A&M. The birds there are beginning to chirp. They might be passing the collection um, basket right now to raise the money to get him out of Dodge. A&M is now 4-3. and three. They still, on their schedule, have matchups with Ole Miss and LSU both on the road. They still have a matchup with Mississippi State and South Carolina. This is a situation where if they lose five, six games again, it might be all she wrote for Mr. Fisher in College Station. That would kind of be surprising if they get rid of him with his buyout, but that, that's how bad they want him out. A, yeah. A, a weekend W goes to Iowa women's basketball. The national runners-up hosted an exhibition game with DePaul yesterday at their football stadium. And they drew 50,000 fans to watch the Iowa women's basketball team beat DePaul. Caitlin Clark, the great player from last season, scored 31 points, had 11 rebounds and 10 assists. She recorded a triple-double in the game. And the thing that we don't realize is, yeah, we're seeing the pictures and we're saying, oh, yeah, hey, it's a women's basketball game outside. The football stadium's full. That's really cool. It was 39 degrees. So kudos to everybody for, A, sitting through that. Kudos to the players for playing in that. And kudos to Iowa for doing something really cool, and you know it's coming, Bubba. LSU is going to play a women's basketball game in Tiger Stadium with 100,000 people in there. You know it's coming. At some point, Mulkey's going to get them to do that. That would be something to see. It's, it's, it, you know it's coming. She's not going to take that uh, laying down. She's going to try to top it. A weekend L goes to Dan Lanning, the head football coach at Oregon. Oregon loses to Washington this past weekend uh, in a nail-biter. But the reason why Oregon lost in a nail-biter is because on three separate occasions with the Ducks in field goal range, he goes for it on fourth down and gets stopped. You lose by three. 
If you converted two of those three drives with field goals, you win 39-36. to Dan Lanning got a lot of press and a lot of recognition for talking bad about Coach Prime after they beat uh, Colorado. And to his credit, he said in his postgame news conference, this game is 100% my fault. This is all on me. But it doesn't stop you from getting an L, Bubba, because your team lost because of some of those bad decisions that you made. You got another one? I do. Uh, a W goes to the New York Jets. The Jets are growing more and more confident that they're getting Aaron Rodgers back later in the year. He was on the field throwing yesterday, just like 30 days removed from tearing his Achilles. Apparently, he did some sort of crazy psychosurgery, and it really worked, and they're confident they could get him back. Well, yesterday, the Jets beat the Philadelphia Eagles 20-14, to thanks to a big old interception late in the game that allowed um, the Jets to get in scoring position. Their defense is really good. Zach Wilson yesterday was not horrible. 19 of 33, 186 yards. He didn't turn it over. If this team gets old number 12 back at some point and he plays the way that number 12 is capable of playing, I don't want to play them in the playoffs. That's a great defense. And, ooh, the Jets are starting to be scary, Bubba. Starting to be scary. Yeah, look, I was impressed with the Jets closing out that game last night. Yep. And then, look, the Eagles had a, had the ball late. The Jets stopped. It was a very impressive. The weekend, L goes to the San Francisco 49ers. Not for losing, right? Everybody in the NFL loses a game, but they lost to the Browns without Deshaun Watson, and they lost several key pieces. Debo Samuel goes out injured. Christian McCaffrey goes out injured. Um, if the 49ers don't get healthy and Brock Purdy has to start playing without all of his weapons, we might start seeing from Brock Purdy what we saw yesterday, 12 of 27, 125 yards passing. The 49ers better get healthy in a jiffy or else as good as they looked against Dallas – it might start heading in the wrong direction. Yeah. Uh, I was busy. You were doing things? Yeah, I missed you. Oh, I was just talking about the 49ers get an L because they lost to Cleveland and McCaffrey and um, uh, what's his face? Uh, Debo Samuel both went out. Hurt. I bought an L. The Oregon game, was it Washington? Yep. Oregon and Washington. Yeah. First down, or I think first and goal, they have the ball like inside the one, you go shotgun, <laughs> lose the yard. <laughs> then that second. Oh, I scream at the TV every single Second week. down, you're in a shotgun. Third down, it's fourth down. Inside the one, I mean, come on. I, and, I, well, we in the gun because that's what we do. Well, you in the gun and you lost. Yep, this um, drives me off the wall when we see that every Sunday. The last L that I'm going to give, forgive me, I'm going to talk about politics on a sports show for just a second. I'm going to give an L to the voters of the state of Louisiana. Our election turnout Saturday was 34%. So only 34 out of every 100 registered voters actually cast their ballot to vote. That is piss poor embarrassing. I see 100% of my Facebook timeline bitching and complaining every time something happens that they don't like, but only 34 out of 100 of those people exercise their right to vote. That's disgusting. I get it. Sometimes there's some elections where we're only voting on millages and different things, and it's not a quote-unquote sexy election so people don't turn out and vote. 
But if you're not going to vote for the next governor or the next lieutenant governor or the next sheriff in Lafouche Parish or the next parish president in Terrebonne Parish or the next Louisiana attorney general and all of the different things that were up for election, what the heck are you going to vote for? That And, and then look, here's the saddest part of it, Coach. The fact that I said the turnout was 34%. That That's sad. But what's even sadder is that that's actually a pretty good number based on what the numbers usually are. People complain, but they don't do anything about it to invoke change. That's that's embarrassing. I was embarrassed to see that number, 34%. Yeah, that's, that's not good. Go out and vote. doesn't matter who you vote for. Just go vote. Yes, yes. That's not a, a, a blue statement or a red statement. That's a red, white, and blue statement. Go vote. That's, that's our right as American citizens. That'll wrap up today's show. We want to thank Coach Celestine for the time. We want to thank Coach Cornell Scott for the time. Um, tomorrow we're going to have a good show. We'll get a bunch of coaches lined up, and we'll keep the train rolling towards week eight of the high school season. Um, you've been listening to Play by Play. For Coach Kyle, this is Casey Just Clear saying adios. Love you guys. Have a great rest of the day.